Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. Now, the reason why we do the, uh, the, the communion cups the way that we do is because we've run out of room to do it our old way because we have too much seating. But, hello, there we go. <clears throat> We're having a lot of techno today. Today's like the devil has come into all of our website and all of our sound system and stuff. So we didn't, so <clears throat> we are, yeah, yeah, just do that for me. But kind of keeps sp- uh, popping up every now and then. But anyway, the reason why we do that stuff with the cups is nothing to do, just so everybody knows, absolutely nothing to do with COVID at all. <clears throat> any way, shape, or form. The reason why we do that is because we run out of room to do it our old way, which is a good, good problem to have. The reason why I bring this up is because I want you all to pray specifically for a man by the name of Buck Settles, who is our realtor, who's out trying to work out a deal or deals for us. We need a building. We've got to get out of here, outgrown it, and we can, then we can go back to doing communion the way that I like to do it. Today is the first day I've actually, I actually pulled off communion cups. Last time I got thoroughly confused. I had no idea how to peel layers or whatever it was. I think it was darker. Well, whatever. So, but today was two successes because I did communion twice, nine o'clock and 11. So that's good. But anyway, I do want to go back to the old way. I'm not a big fan of the little cups and all that stuff. So we need, to, we need a building though to do it. You need to be praying. Four bucks settles to work out a deal. Pray for it right through him. The best realtor around. And uh, we'll get, you know, we need, we need another building. We'll pay way too much in rent. We could get a million, $2 million building and pay less than what we're paying in rent. So we need to be praying, you know, praying for that through. We've saved lots of money. We're players. We're ready to go. Be praying. Amen? All right. Don't forget. Don't forget. You're not going to forget, right? Be praying. You're going to have to deal with people. That's what we're talking about today. You're going to have to deal with people. These are weird times, strange times, odd times, evil times, and also times of great victory right here, right now. It really is. It's all of those things encapsulated in one culture. That's where we're at right now. You may not like it. You may not like that things aren't the same as they used to be, and they are not. They're closer in Florida, and they're even getting better in Florida day by day. The more you go around, the less masks that you see, but there's still a whole lot of them around. I still see people driving alone with their masks on down River Road, totally alone in their car, which baffles all forms of intelligence. But they are still doing that. But you see, we are spoiled in the state of Florida. And and you're like, Tom, you've told us this before. I want you to know that it's exactly the same. We're spoiled in the state of Florida. We think that the rest of the world is like us. It is not. The rest of the United States is is not like us. England is completely locked down. Ontario, Canada, most of Canada is completely and totally locked down. Ontario is a police state. You would, if you're in Ontario right now, you would be driving through police checkpoints. That is absolute fact. I put out one video after another coming out of Ontario and coming out of Canada. 
One of those was, there was a guy taking pictures, actually photographs, not a video, but he was taking pictures across the street of his friend's house where the COVID police came by three times in an hour because they're checking, they're going house to house to make sure that people are staying at home. They're issuing $1,500 of pop tickets. They're arresting people for not wearing masks. It's happening everywhere. People were, I, I, I was reading on Twitter this morning, a liberal columnist, all excited. He was saying, you know, we can be like Israel because more than half of their population has received the COVID vaccine. They can do whatever they want. Well, what he forgot about was is that they all are also under what's called their green pass system, their vaccine passports. So is Denmark. So is New York City. Justin Trudeau out of Canada is meeting with his G7 partners to discuss what? Uh, vaccine passports. I am shocked that the evangelical church has not sprinted back into buildings. The moment that they heard that word, vaccine passport, I can't believe even the people, I'm not even saying I want them back, but I'm shocked that the people, the 30 to 40% of this church that left when COVID hit, that they haven't sprinted back. It doesn't rivet the church at all. It doesn't rivet the church at all to hear COVID or COVID vaccine or vaccine passports or COVID passports. It's not, I mean, how can it not? How can you not know the word of God that he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead? And that no one may buy or sell except the one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Let him who has understanding, here is wisdom, let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of the man, of a man, and his number is 666. Revelation chapter 13, 16 through 18. How does it not rivet the church to come back? But it doesn't. How could that be? At that time, many will fall away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Matthew 24, 10 through 13. Many false prophets have appeared long before COVID. Nobody's even, nobody in the modern church is even ready. They don't even recognize it. They don't recognize the skids being greased for the mark of the beast. How could they not? But they don't. These are difficult times. And by the way, it has nothing to do with you. You'll only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. Psalm 91. You need to relax and enjoy your life, even in the midst of sort of an ominous start to an ominous sermon. You can. You can do, Listen, this has nothing to do with you. I'm just trying to train you this morning because you're going to have to deal with people. You're going to have to deal with people who are exhilarated at the fact that they've gotten their dose one of COVID-19 vaccine. It's all over the internet. It's all over social media. People absolutely excited like a euphoric state as if they just snorted cocaine. All excited. We made fun of a couple of them last night on the podcast. How delusional do you have to be? But you need to understand that that's the body of Christ also. Don't think it's not, because it is. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. 
2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. You're like, Tom, this is not, listen, it doesn't mean that we can't win. Amen. And I, listen, I don't know how the pendulum will swing. We could have a time where it swings back our way. Seriously, we could have a time like that. I don't know. I don't know exactly how it all will work out. I do not know. Nobody does. Exactly, because no one knows. Matthew 24, 36. No one knows about that day or hour. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. We don't know exactly how the pendulum will swing. I hope it swings back more into our favor. And by the way, I believe that it will. That's where I stand. But you need to understand something. You are going to have to deal with humanity. You're going to have to deal with somebody exhilarated about receiving their COVID vaccine. That's an evangelical Christian. You're going to have to deal with them. What are you going to do? I know the verses, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 and 4. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And what a lot of people do with a verse like that is they go, now I don't have to deal with people. Well, we don't, no, I'm good. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I agree. We're not going to arm ourselves and go march at the pro-vaccine Christians. We're not going to go and say, oh, you're a pro-vacciner. Let me punch your teeth in. That is what that means. We're not going to go physical, but it doesn't mean that you're not supposed to say what you're called to say. It doesn't mean that you're not called to stand where you are called to stand. You are a vessel of the Holy Spirit. You are called to speak the truth without exception. Well, it might offend. A lot of Christians are absolutely governed by go with the flow. I don't want to work anybody's nerves. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. And they believe that that's love. Do you ever read Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ, basically, his purpose in life was to ruffle feathers. Get along, go along to get along, or get along to go along? Is that how you think? And believe that it's loving, because it obviously is how the modern-day church thinks. The modern-day church goes, you know what? I don't want to offend McDonald's, so we're going to close just like them. I heard a pastor say that, you know, that everybody hates the church right now because there's church people that are, that are choosing to remain open when all the other businesses have closed. First of all, not all, all the other businesses closed. The only businesses that closed were mom and pop shops. Amazon's wide open. Walmart's wide open. Home Depot's wide open. The pot shop is wide open. It's all lies and you need to be able to speak to that. You cannot be afraid of people. For though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh means exactly that, that we're not going to war with arms or fists or knives. But it does not mean that you are not called to stand. It doesn't mean that you're not called to be confrontational. You need to stand out. I don't seek out confrontation, but I will not call a woman a man and a man a woman. You know, if they don't want to know, then don't come up and try to force it on me. Don't come up to me and say, you know what, I think it's fine for a man to marry a man. Well, now you've invited my opinion. And when, you, when they invite your opinion, what do you do? Give it to them. Yeah. 
I don't walk up to a transgender man. I don't even know what you call him. A man who's dressed up like a girl. I think it's supposed to be transgender female. See, I'm not even going to get, I'm not going to get involved in their propaganda either. So I'm not going to go up to a guy who's dressed up like a girl. He's a hundred yards away from me in Walmart and come up to him and say, hey, listen, you're a man. I'm not going to do it. But if he comes up to me and says, listen, I want you to refer to me as this or that. No, no, you're a man. You want the confrontation? You've come to the right place. I didn't seek you out. You sought me out and they will seek you out. They're going to test and see what you do. That's what this whole thing is about. This is all about the World Economic Forum. This is all about the IMF. This is all about the CCP. This is all about the Democratic Party in the United States of America. They're greasing the skids to see how much you'll take. They put out their propaganda and they put out their lies and the church closed to them. The church is supposed to stand up and start turning over tables and running out the money changers. And instead, they went into that same synagogue, went to the corner, shoved their thumb into their mouth, got into the fetal position, and started whimpering and boot-licking and butt-kissing. That's what they did. That's what they did. The church of the living God with the sword of the Spirit coming out of their mouth. It's a shame. You're like, Tom, why are you still talking about it? Because they told me last last March 15th, they said 15 days to flatten the curve. Whereas we're at almost as many months as days. We're at 14 months of 15 days to flatten the curve. Michigan's closed. California, Oregon, Washington, Canada, Massachusetts, Virginia, closed. Where's the church in Virginia? Where's the 700 Club? Where's the Joy FM? You know what the Joy FM is? A vaccination site. They they rejoice. They rejoice in their capitulation. Tom, you shouldn't name names. I'm naming names. I don't care. Joy FM, you listen to it? It's the Fauci Radio Network. Oh, yeah, we're, we're observing COVID, so, you know, we're real careful with the COVID. What are you careful for? A virus with a 99.997% post-infection survival rate? Well, I don't want, you know, we just, we, we just go ahead and we abide because, you know, there's a lot of people who believe it. I don't care. I'm not abiding in hell-bound doctrine because somebody else believes in it. Like, what kind of sermon is this? These are the ones that are supposed to be getting preached right now. Not COVID capitulation. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We know that verse, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, right? That does not give you an out. That does not give you an excuse not to stand. You're going to have to deal with people because I'm going to tell you something. People are coming. They're coming to try to force you in to their doctrine, into their action, actions, to plunge a needle into your arm. They're coming. You're like, will they come by force? Not right now. I don't know when. They may come by force at some point. 
They're going to come right now by trying to humiliate you. That's how communists do it, by the way. You need to understand how communists work. Communists don't work just by gaslighting. They, come, they work by humiliation. They get you to be uncomfortable in your right doctrine. Where you're like, well, you know, if I say it, then it's going to, you know, I'm at my family gathering and, you know, Aunt Susie over there, she's got her triple mask on with her spit shield, her biohazardous suit. And if I, you know, if I say something, you know, she's going to go off. Say it. Say it. Why would you not? She, if she comes up to you and says, you know, we would really appreciate it if you would, uh, you know, put all this on. I've got a four-step process for you. Mask one, mask two, spit shield, biohazard suit and gloves. I want you to put all that on for me. You tell her, listen, step one with your mask, shove that up your rear end. It's mask two, shove that one. Ma- spit shield, shove that one. That'll take a little more effort. Shove that up there. And then bundle up that entire biohazard suit, wrap it in the rubber gloves because that'll help and shove that up there too. <laughs> That's what you do. You know, some people, you don't like to shove up the, the caboose stuff. Well, don't do that then, but tell them to shove it somewhere. <laughs> Me, on the other hand, I'm sticking with caboose. I've, I've drawn my line in the sand. I don't feel any conviction about it. I don't drop F-bombs, S-bombs, A-bombs, D-bombs, G-bombs. I don't drop any. I don't cuss at all. Caboose, I'm sticking with. Work out your own salvation. <laughs> Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You don't like the caboose, then leave it out of your vernacular. Me, it's staying in. <laughs> People are coming your way. Let me read you this Proverbs. Proverbs chapter, chapter 29, verse 25. The fear of man bringeth a snare. But whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. If you want to be snared... Jesus came to set, to, to set captives free, to actually take captivity captive. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. The fear of man will snare you. Don't be afraid of people. Proudly walk around without a mask on. Make them come up to you and tell you to put it on. Try it. I pranced all over Inglewood Hospital. Without one, I sat in their, in their emergency room, waiting room, jam-packed, full of like 50 or 60 people, everybody with masks on, probably full of COVID. I don't care. I don't care. They can look at me all they want. I sat there with a look on their face like, you know what? God has set before me, a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I sat there and I dined in their midst. They don't even have the guts to tell me. I know I told you this, or I told the 9 o'clock, but I can't remember which. They don't even have the guts to go to the hospital to come up to me one-on-one. They, come, they send it to somebody else to come tell me to put my mask on. They'll make them. Take a stand. Well, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Who told you that that's Christianity? Who told you that that's an attribute? Go along to get along. Who told you that? I know that that's the modern day Pastor Skip verses and all these other lukewarm central churches that are all closed or mitigating right now. I know that's how they think. Some of you came from there. Don't ever go back. They're going to call you. Hey, you know, Pastor Skippy here. You know, we, 
you know, we just love you. And all you're ever going to hear here is that we love you. And God loves you. He'll never let you go. Yeah, and you're welcome to come to one of our myriad of services. We have masks. Everybody's required to wear masks. And then the second services, you have a mask section. And in the mask section, you're allowed to peel your mask down and sing. But in the total mask section, they leave it on the whole time. See how accommodating we are. And you notice how I constantly, I'm not like that mean old Pastor Tom. I'm constantly talking in a monotone voice. See, that's loving, monotone, nice and neutral. Neutrals worked really well for neutral countries. Yeah, Switzerland was neutral too, as the Nazis poured into it. Poland was neutral too. That worked out real well. You know what neutral means? Conquered. Simple as that. And if you're a go-along, to-get-along sort of Christian, you're wrong with God. You're supposed to boldly preach the word. People are coming your way. The fear of man bringeth a snare. Brings a snare. If you're, what do I mean by fear of man? The same thing that I mean by fear of the Lord. If you look at scripture, and this is how it is, both in the Hebrew and the Greek, is you look at it like a verse, like Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding, right? The fear of the Lord right there, and it means this 99% of the time in Scripture. When you see fear, fear of the Lord, it means an awful fear to a reverent fear. The entire gamut is supposed to be expressed in that word. What you've been taught in Pastor Skippy's church is this. You just reverence God. It's just reverence. You're not supposed to fear God. God's not a God of fear. God would, God, God's not angry at you. It's contradictory to scripture. God's not angry? Really? That's not what it says in the Bible. Psalm 711 says, God judges the righteous and God is angry at the wicked every day. Whoops! Whoopsie daisy! Chris Farley, Saturday Night Live. Matt Foley. They're lying to you. God's, God would never be angry. Really? You never angry at your kids? Ever? Really? Oh, wow, you're holy. I've been angry. Flaming hot angry. Flaming hot their rear end, too. They're coming. People will come. It could be family. It could be friends. It could be other Christians. Watch it. How does God work? God works like 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. The, the, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to all for the common good. God works through humanity. He even made Jesus be a person and worked through Jesus. He works through You're going to have to deal with people. What do you do if you're offended? What's, what is the protocol if you're offended? You have two choices. God gave you, two, gave you two choices. You can either drop it or you can go to the person, moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault. Between thee and him alone, not prayer chain, between thee and him alone. You got a problem? Go tell him. What's the matter? Fear of man. You're afraid. I don't want to go tell him, you know, it can, you know, can cause a schism. 
Although all those other Christianese terms like that can also be shoved right exactly where the biohazardous suit was shoved. If you have a problem, you don't harbor it. Anger rests in the bosom of fools. You don't sit there and harbor offense. You either forgive or go tell them to their face. Why would you not? Why would you not? Because you're afraid. People are afraid of people. It runs the whole gamut, just like the fear of the Lord, from reverent fear. What's reverent fear to a person? You listen to their opinions, and it trumps the word of God. That's reverencing the opinions and options of men. Wear a mask. Lock down. Lock close your churches. That, and you reverence that because it came from Anthony Fauci? who's managed to pull off 50 years as the highest paid government official there is in the land, 50 years of doing absolutely squat. Name what he's done. Name his big accomplishments, shall we? Let's name them together. Ready? Here's number one. There is no number one. (laughs) Nothing. Perfect government worker. It's just like on the side of the road when you see the county doing jobs, right? You got one guy down there and six other guys. Oh. Boy, that guy's working hard. As we threw the $30 trillion in debt, paying Anthony Fauci $400,000 a year to do nothing. That's what he makes, by the way. Over $400,000 a year. That's not what he makes on the, on the Gates uh, vaccine board, though. And many other, many other tributaries of income coming his way. The people are coming your way, and you need to know that if you fear them, if you reverence them, it will bring a snare in your life. Lots of men, I preach about this all the time, are scared of their wives, so they accomplish nothing in life. A lot of wives are scared of their husbands, so they accomplish nothing in life. Parents are scared of their kids, so they accomplish nothing in life. Well, we accomplish stuff. You know, we got the minivan, juice boxes, fruit roll-ups. We're, you know, we're accomplishing things. It's not accomplishing anything. What's that going to matter that your son was the best soccer player in the land on the day of judgment? How's that, what's that going to matter? Doesn't matter. What's it going to matter that you had a great business? What'll matter is what you use the business to profit the kingdom of God for. That will count because well, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary. Everything that you see is temporary. Your marriage is temporary. And you're going to sacrifice your life in Christ so that your wife doesn't get her feathers ruffled because you're going to go to the men's hub tonight? Well, I think we need to spend time together. Why? To do what? We both sit here and scroll screens all night long. How's that time together? Send them to the Bible study. So I'd have created a dance. I'd make a million dollars, some sort of dance off of this. I'll put Aaron on it. <laughs> so God primarily works through people. The devil is the counterfeit of God, correct? That's what he wanted to do from day one when he was cast down into the pit because he tried to be God. So what does the devil do? If, the, if God primarily works through people, then what does the devil do? Primarily works through people. 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant. 
Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. How does the enemy do this? 2 Corinthians chapter 11, 13 and 14. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. 2 Timothy 2, 17 and 18. And their message will spread like cancer. Hermeneus and Philetus are of this sort who have strayed concerning the truth, saying that the resurrection is already past and they overthrow the faith of some. Sends in people. He sends in people. False prophets are coming your way. They're already all over the place. Matthew 7, 15, and 16. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. What does that verse proceed? Here's the preceding verses. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Beware of false prophets. They'll tell you it's a wide gate. In a broad way. And everybody can come in. That's the next brick to fall in the church will be that there's more than one way. They're already, the evangelical church is already fine with gay. They don't preach about it. They preach through obfuscation. They preach through omission. They think it's loving to sit there and go, we accept our gay community. As an evangelical, as, a, as, as somebody who has one of the evangelical names like Assembly of God or Church of God or whatever it is that you are, you believe in telling people when the Bible explicitly says that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of heaven and you say we welcome that into our church? As the book of Revelation says, you will be cast into a sickbed Because you let Jezebel in your church. That's the Bible. That's not me. Take it up with Jesus. This bothers you. Take it up with Jesus. This is the real Bible. This is what you will be judged by. It's a much heavier deal than people think that it is. It's not the good time boy hour. Friendship, food, fellowship, and fun. Goofy, stupid cardboard signs. You're welcome here. Don't do life alone. Better together. They may need to be folded, but they need to go the same place too. (laughs) Who will come to you as a false prophet? It could be family. Could be a medical expert, quote unquote. Could be a pastor or a charming Christian. Jude chapter, Jude verse four. For certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in among you. They are ungodly people who pervert the grace of God into a license of of immorality and deny Jesus Christ our only sovereign and Lord. That sounds familiar. Pervert the grace of God into a license for immorality. It all starts with things that aren't necessarily immoral first. What what happens when they come to you and they say to you, we have a virus here, and it could spread throughout the land. What do you do? 
You go, well, yeah, but that's not a problem because Jesus gave me the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever I bind is bound. Whatever I loose is loosed. You answer them with the word of God, just like Jesus did with the book of Deuteronomy during his 40-day fast to Satan himself. He quoted one chapter after another, one verse after another out of the book of Deuteronomy. You answer with the word of God. Well, that doesn't, you know, that seems harsh. Then what your opinion of harsh is wrong. I don't even like to use the word harsh when I preach because the difference between harsh today and harsh when the Bible was written, a harsh word stirs up anger, that's way different than today. Harsh today is, here's the truth. Well, that's awfully harsh. There there is no systemic racism in law enforcement. (gasps) How could you say that? Because I will not be propagandized into lying. You're going to offend some black people. Don't care. You're going to offend whiteies that militate for blacks. I don't care about them either. What's the facts? Shall we look? I've got them memorized, as usual. Tom, you're convoluted. Maybe, but I've got them memorized. What happened in 2019? How many many unarmed black men were killed by the cops? Nine. Nine. Nine total in the United States of America. Nine. And you have Joe Biden come up and talk about Derek Chauvin's conviction saying we need to get rid of systemic racism in law enforcement. Lies. And if you don't capitulate, then you're a racist. That's how they get you. It's called gaslighting. It's called Goebbels Media. How many many unarmed black men were killed by, by the cops in 2020? 18. 18. Take that times both of them by two. That's how many white people were killed. Facts. Facts. Like people are like, well, yeah, but white people make up 70% of the population. Black people only make 13, 13%, and, they're, and white people are only killed about a third more. Well, yeah, but if you commit 60% of the violent crime, then you're going to have a lot more entanglements with law enforcement. I worked in the hood. I know how it works. Anybody else? I mean, there's other cops in here. Anybody else worked in the hood? It's a different ball game, folks. It's got nothing to do with skin color. Anybody can leave if they want. You can make all the decisions that you want. I worked in white hoods too. Same, exactly the same behavior, just different. It's all the same present, just with different gift wrapping paper on it. And it's a present that's full of poop. Well, this stinks under the Christmas tree this year. Yeah, it's a present full of feces. There's about 14,000 homicides a year in America. 7,000 of those victims are black, of which 97% of those victims were killed by other black people. And you're talking about systemic, it's lies. It's lies to propagate an agenda. COVID-19, lies to propagate an agenda. Transgenderism, lies to propagate an agenda. It's not even about that. They're not, do you really think Joe Biden, they all get caught in their mass hypocrisy all the time. They just caught wretched witless that came out this week. The, gov- the governor of Michigan, Wretched Witless. I'm not going to call her by Gretchen Whitmer anymore. Her name is Wretched Witless. She just got caught. Where was she flying to? Florida. Under her lockdown order. I thought you were scared, Wretched. Her husband already got caught doing the same thing back in April of last year. 
Got caught up there trying to take his boat out, which was forbidden under his own wife's COVID laws. Well, I'm the governor's husband. They don't, it's all about an agenda. You think Joe Biden sits, lays awake at night thinking about the plight of black men? It's all about ushering in the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset, Klaus Schwab. That's what it really, you, you're like, that's all right-wing conspiracy. Really? Here, here we are, 14 days, 14 months into 15 days to flatten the curve, and you still think it's Alex Jones' conspiracy theories? And lizard people? It's not. Lift up your eyes and look. And you need to tell other people about it too. People will come your way. Who could be a false prophet in your life? I mean, who's the number one false prophet in your life? You are. I am. Your carnality speaks to you about what to do. I've seen Christians, oh my gosh, I just, you, a lot of you probably think I'm unfettered all the time. We'll just launch on anybody at any moment. I don't. I don't. I come on the one-on-one. I literally just say to people, are you sure that's what you want to do? Because I'm sitting there the whole time going, you know who's preaching to you? Your carnal nature. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance to the Spirit have their minds set on what that nature desires. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. The sinful mind is hostile toward God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. It's Romans 8, 5 through 8, 8, I think. So watch that you're not your own false prophet. If you're going by how you feel, well, you know, I feel offended right now. I'm shut down right now. Is that you? I'm shut down right now. You're carnal. I'm going to stay mad for a while, carnal. Anger rests in the bosom of fools, carnal. I'm not really open right now, carnal. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, well, let's, let's work through this together. Go see Pastor Skippy for that. Go see him. Make an appointment. He'll love to see you. He's booking appointments left and right trying to get his church back right now. I can't tell you how many people have come up to me at this church and said, I, you know, I talked to my old pastor. And how I launched with that is don't ever go back. If that pastor hasn't publicly come out and said, I am sorry I ever closed, I was wrong, don't ever go back. He'll fall for the next thing. The next thing's coming. You already saw it with Project Veritas catching CNN. We're going to shift now from COVID to what? Climate change. That's just part of the whole, it's all conspiracy theory. WEF, Great Reset, is all about climate change. False prophets, Bill Gates, the United States government, the CDC, false prophets. First John 4, 1, what should you do when they come? Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. First John 2, 18, little ch- children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. Matthew 24, 24. The false Christ and for false Christ and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Matthew 24, 4 and 5. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. Many will come in his name. 
That's 99% of churches that wear the name of Jesus in the United States of America are falsely wearing the name of Jesus because they do not preach the Bible. They preach you can never lose your salvation. That's not in here. It's not, I challenge you, find it. Come on, bring it. You're Baptocostal, bring it to me. You better be armed and ready if you're going to come with your Calvinism because I'm ready. You will lose. And badly. <laughs> badly. Because I've got all the verses memorized and there are no verses for you. I've read the whole Bible. There's no verses for you. There's none. That's the vain babblings of John Calvin. It's all that it is, just another person. We don't fear man. We don't reverence somebody because their name is John Calvin. Or their last name is Stanley. Or Moore. Or Graham. I don't reverence them. You preach in the Bible? Franklin Graham, did you stay open? Whoops! Tom, you gotta, Franklin Graham, you gotta follow. People tell me, you gotta go, you gotta follow this guy. No. They stay open? Well, you know, you gotta, you gotta let things, no. I'll go, I'll give them another chance. If they publicly come out and say, I was wrong. I did. I have. Not from COVID. From other areas of my life, I go out and publicly say I was wrong. If it was an individual thing, I go to the person one-on-one. I say I was wrong. Well, I won't pastor do it because pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. That's why they won't do it. It costs them too much to admit that they're wrong. You mean you're telling me that I wasted the last 14 months of my life? Yeah, that's exactly what you did. You mean you're telling me that I preached heresy? That's exactly what you did. Did you answer Fauci with the word or did you answer Fauci with your wisdom and your feelings? Which one was it? Answer the question and answer it out loud. Many will come in Jesus' name using his name. Look at us. We, we, get, you know, we, we get along to, you know, to get along. We go along to get along. Look at that. We do that because that's Christ-like. No, it's not. How did Jesus ever go along to get along? When, when did Jesus use obfuscation for preaching? When did Jesus leave out Bible verses? When, when did Jesus sit there and his primary thought being, how do I not offend people today? Many will come in his name. They'll say his name. This is Christ-like. It's not our fight. It's not our time. We need to listen to the experts right now. They're looking out for our health. I believe that this time, and I've been against the government before, but this time, because it's for our health, they'll come in his name. They'll tell you that it's Christ-like to get a vaccine. People are dropping dead all over the world. Exactly like it was planned. The VAERS system in America reached a pinnacle this week, 86,000 calls about vaccine problems. What, what, happened, what happened in Europe this week? 300,000. You don't hear about that. People dying of brain aneurysms, perfectly healthy, drop dead. Losing their babies, becoming sterile. 
It'll all come out in the coming years, but don't worry, because Bill Gates worked it out with Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Bill Gates and all the, was it AstraZeneca, Johnson and Johnson, Pfizer, they all worked it out so they have zero liability because it was an emergency now. So we got to just go ahead and fast track this thing. Dr. Simone Gold put this out yesterday on Twitter. Understand something. And this is what I mean by not fearing people. It is illegal for people to tell you that you have to take a vaccine to be employed. Why? Because under United States statutes, just because a vaccine has been legalized through an emergency use order, they are not allowed to make you take experimental drugs as a condition for employment. It's against the law. You're gonna, you may have to stand. You may have to stand. You may be like, well, you know, getting an attorney could be expensive. Listen, do you, is God your God who will supply all your need or not? Stand up. California, you will not go to school next year without a vaccine. The largest state in the union, 40 million people live there. And they're pulling it all over the place. You need to write your governor. You need to tell your governor. There's only two states right now. Everybody thinks it's more. It's not. There's only two states, Montana and Florida, that have, outla- that have outlawed vaccine passports. What do I mean by that? You've heard Greg Abbott in Texas, right? No, he hasn't. He's outlawed vaccine passports as a condition for employment of the state or to go into state buildings and courthouses. Not the companies that put out for, not the companies that petition for licenses in the state. You gotta, you gotta do what DeSantis did, as usual. You gotta say, you wanna work in, this, in the third largest, you wanna have a business in the third largest state in the union? Then you're not allowed, we will not give you a license if you're gonna require a vaccine passport. But only two states have done it. Only two states have done it. Where's Christy Nome? Where's Greg Abbott? Well, consequences too big for you? Christy Nome caved on transgenderism. Consequences were too big. And consequences are never too big for the truth. Ever. God's on your side. God's on your side. You won't say it? You know, if we do trans, if we outlaw transgender, what transgenderism, what that was, was not allowing men to play in women's sports. She caved. Why? Because the NCAA scared of people. Scared of people. People will come saying, I'm Jesus. They'll show you their, their, human, their humanistic love and their humanistic niceness, their humanistic Christ-likeness. In his name, that's why you have Psalm 138 too. For I have magnified my word above all my name. For you have magnified your word above all your name. They come to you in the name of Jesus. You go, quote the verse. We're going to close our church in the name of love. Quote the verse. We're going to make our church a vaccine center. Quote the verse. They don't have it. That's why they'll come to you in the name, but they won't come to you in the word because they don't have it. That's why I just told you about Calvinism. Bring it on. You don't have it. You don't have the word. I do. They don't have it. 
How do, I mean, how, how would you come to me with Calvinism when you have chapters in the Bible entitled The Great Falling Away? That makes as much sense as Joe Biden got 84 million votes. It makes no sense. Or 560,000 people have died of COVID. It makes absolute, don't, don't, don't believe people who come to you, well, well I, I love the Christians all the time. They tell me about some entertainer or basketball player. Oh, he's a Christian. Oh, really? He's, he's, oh, he's a, he's a Christian. He's, every other word coming out of his mouth is the F word. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, Matthew 12, 34, right? So you can't judge people, Tom. Bologna, I can't. Who told you that? Who told you that? Jesus said, do not judge according to appearance, but do judge with righteous judgment. John 7, 24, right? So they come to you, you go, where's the Bible verses? Because Jesus has magnified his word above his name because he knew that they come fraudulently and use his name. They can't come to you fraudulently and make up the Bible. They can't make it up. Name, chapter, and verse, please. What is the percentage of a virus for closing your church? Because obviously, you close your church for a virus post-infection that's 99.997% survivable. You close your church for that. So when do you not close your church? Um, there's some bees outside. Close! We have some bees. They're not even more murder hornets, but we're closing anyway. Pastor Skippy. Come on, Skippy. Come on, Skippy. I'm telling you, it's true. They'll fall for anything. You, won't, you, you close your church for 99.997% survivable? What will you close for next? Psalm 119, 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. That's what you go with, not the name of Jesus, the word of Jesus, because Jesus is the word. And what do you do to defeat false prophets? People don't know. You don't know either. That's all right. I'm going to teach you today. That's why you come to church. What they normally teach you is go log on to another Beth Moore Bible study. I'm not going to do that to you. That'll send you straight to hell. What do you do to escape false prophets? Proverbs chapter 19, verse 27. Cease, my son, to hear the instruction that causeth the error from the words of knowledge. Cease. Don't listen to them. This doesn't sound very loving. Don't care. That's a false version of love. I'll show you. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Verse 1. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. All the Christians that start ushering cussing back into their life after they've been saved for a decade. Like, you know, I want to be more free. More free? God told you to cut out the alcohol. God told you to cut out the cussing, and you usher them back in. Well, I'm more mature now, (laughs) really. So God tells you, the Lord who does not change, Malachi 3, 6, he does not change. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, he does not change, suddenly changes for you. To give you a greater understanding of grace, he ushers the F word back into your life. You're like, Tom, where do you get this from? Being around lots of Christians. Been saved since 1987. 
Been pastoring for 16 years. Been around lots of Christians. Youth pastor two years before that. In ministry for 18 years. I've seen it time and time again. I've seen so many Christians say, I'm, I'm, I'm entering into a greater understanding of grace. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. What do you do with false prophets? Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 1 and 2. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Transfers right into 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show yourself approved, approved. Study to show yourself approved. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. This isn't very sexy, Tom. Well, everything's not a Chris Tomlin worship song. You're going to have to shut devices off and study. Meditate in his law day and night. Your law is the New Testament. Meditate in it. Study it. That way it's inherent. When COVID came knocking on my door, I never thought a minute about it. I already knew the Bible. I don't know. I've got a long ways to go and understand, but I knew that part of the Bible. Oh, that's no problem. Whatever I bind is bind. Whatever I loose is loose. Even if, even if it is deadly, which it's not on a percentage basis. Yes, it kills people. So does the flu and so does the other coronavirus called the common cold. So does pneumonia, which have all miraculously disappeared, by the way. Last year at this time, flu stats. Ready? Aaron, am I too loud? Okay. Last year's flu stats. Aaron's fixed the sound system so good now I can hear myself up here, so it makes me nervous. Seriously, that's what happened. Last year's flu stats, right at this time, we had 38 million cases. No, that can't be. That's exactly how it is. 38 million. That's the way it always is. They just don't, they don't put them up on tickers for everybody like they do COVID. Oh, 60,000, Anthony Fauci on that. We had 60,000 cases yesterday. Yeah. Okay, last year at this point, 30, and this was a month ago, 38 million flu cases. 50,000, 60,000 deaths. Facts, right? How many flu cases this year? 1,800. And, and Christians don't wake up? They don't go sprinting back to their churches where the flu has disappeared? What's happened in England and Wales? They had 50,000 excess deaths this year. That's COVID, right? 50,000. 50,000 more people died in England. Tom, you're about to be disproven. I never will get disproven. I stand on the truth. 50,000 more people died in 2020 in England and Wales than in 19. How did that happen? One-seventh of the 50,000 can be linked, not proven to be linked to COVID. The rest of them died at home of skin cancer, breast cancer, suicide, so out of 50,000, let's just round it off, 45,000 people died of things caused by the COVID response. Yeah. Not COVID itself. Man. Why? There's people out there, they were like, you know what, I've got terminal this or terminal that. And they went, you know, if I go in there, they're going to put me in that COVID room and kill me in the COVID room. They're going to jam-pack, jam-pack me full of remdesivir and I'll die alone. 
They didn't want to. I'd rather just die at home. They risked it. And a lot of people lost. They don't, there's not much of a church over there. There's not much faith over there. They risked it and they lost. People didn't get cancer screenings when they should have. And they died because of it. They skipped their cancer treatment. What do, why would somebody skip it? People wonder why. Because if they go in, they jam that thing up your nose. The PCR test, 85% fail rate. 85% of the time it's wrong. And that's according to the person who invented it. Read it for yourself. Not right-wing conspiracy. It's a video. It's readily available to all. Calls Anthony Fauci a galactic joke. The man who, who the Nobel Prize winner, a million-dollar Nobel Prize winner who created the PCR test calls Anthony Fauci a national disgrace and a liar, habitual liar. They jam this. So you go, you know what? My choices are this. I live in England. I live in Wales. I'm supposed to go in and get a cancer screen, but they're going to jam that swab up my nose where they basically scratch the tip of your brain on that thing. You ever seen that thing? You, you might as well call the sexual assault unit. You've been assaulted. Male or female, you've been assaulted. Call somebody. They jam that thing up your nose. They're going to tell you you have COVID whether you do or not. And then where are you at now? You're stuck there. They jam you full of remdesivir and kill you off. Remdesivir is a joke. Remdesivir does nothing. What, what happened with remdesivir? Anthony Fauci's involved in the patenting of that drug. That's why he, he submarined hydroxychloroquine, which actually does work. Hydroxychloroquine, if it was used, if used correctly, lowers the death rate by just a mere 78%. Facts. That's not me. That's Stanford. That bastion of conservatism in California. That's Stanford. It's not me. Study to show yourself approved. I had a sister come up to me right after service. She had a meeting with her former pastor. And she told me he knows nothing. So Rodney Howard Brown told me the same thing. And I'm talking, Rodney Howard Brown was meeting with the biggest names in Christianity. And he said they know nothing. They still think it's loving to wear a mask. They have no idea about Gates. They have no idea about Fauci. No idea about the World Economic Forum. No idea about vaccine passports. No idea. My people are destroyed for? Boom! What do you do with false prophets? Everybody good for 10 more minutes? You sure now? If you, if you do it real carefully, you can scoot out. If, you, if it's a large group, then I'm going to call you out. <laughs> so what do you do with false prophets? You have options. Remember I told you before, if you're offended, you have options, right? You can either drop it or go talk to them face to face. Well, what do you do with false prophets? You have options. Jesus did this. Here's option one. Ready? Talk to them. Jesus did. Matthew 23. I'm going to skip around. You ready? 2313, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You shut the kingdom of heaven in men's faces. You yourselves do not enter, nor will you let those enter who are trying to. That's not very Christ-like. It's Jesus. How could it not be Christ-like? Woe to you, teachers of the law, verse 15, and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You travel over land and sea to win a single convert, and when you have succeeded, you make them twice as much a child of hell as you are. 
16, woe to you blind guides. You say, if anyone swears by the temple, it means nothing. But anyone who swears by the gold of the temple is bound by that oath, you blind fools. And you're worried about harshness? 23, woe to you teachers of the law and Pharisees. I love how he launches the same exact verbiage every time he talks to them. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides, you strain out a gnat but swallow a camel. You ever know, do you know this, Jesus? Most Christians would not get saved if they thought this was Jesus. They'd skip it. Woe to you, verse 25. Teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean, out, out, clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee. First clean, clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside also will be clean. Verse 27. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead man's bones and all uncleanness. Verse 29, woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You build tombs for the prophets and you decorate the graves of the righteous. And you say, this is the modern church. Ready? You ready? And you say, if we had lived in those days, these are those days. This is your chance to stand. This is your chance. And what does the church do? Tom, how can you say that about these pastors? I don't care. The truth is the truth. That's what they are. They're a bunch of teat suckers. That's who they are. And you say, if we had lived in the days of our... It's not our fight. It's not our time. Really? Excelsior passes, green passes, common passes. This isn't your time? You won't buy or sell without a vaccine? That doesn't rivet... doesn't awaken something on the inside of you? Oh, if we had lived in those times, we would have taken a stand. You haven't done squat. You didn't even take a kneel. You took an ankle grab. I'll let you figure that out on your way home. You, t- you did exactly the opposite of standing. And you say, if we had lived in the days of our ancestors, we would, have not, we, we would not have taken part with them in the shedding of the blood of prophets. These are the people who did what? Took the Son of God and nailed him to a cross. Not days after this. So you testify against yourselves that you, you are the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Go ahead then and complete what your ancestors started. You ever read the book of Revelation about what happens to the church? We'll win for a long time, but there does come a time where the enemy, the beast, and the dragon, the two beasts, overcome the church. It's just the plan of God so that Jesus can come back, so that Jesus can spill blood to the, to the height of a horse's bridle. Jesus. Yep. Here's a kind word from Jesus, verse 33, you snakes. You brood of vipers, how will you escape being condemned to hell? Where does the ark church pull their messages from? It's not here. Coast this, 
abundant this. We are church fam, better together. Don't do life alone. Where is there any of that? Jeans so skinny, they're obscene. With their hole over your left, your right thigh and over your left knee. You're 48 years old as a pastor, and you're trying to look like a you're trying to look like a youth group member. Even trying to use their verbiage and their lingo. Clown, clown. You're a snake. Therefore, I am sending you prophets and sages and teachers. So of them you will kill and crucify. Others you flog in your synagogues and pursue from town to town. That sounds familiar. Is that not Jesus? Acts 4.19. Peter and John were sent where? They're arrested and Christians are afraid. They're afraid of people. You have Peter and John arrested and brought before the Sanhedrin. And what did they say? And Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you, more than, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you, more than to God you judge. Well, the governor, the, the, the director of the Department of Health. Who cares? So you talk to them. That's option one to a false prophet. Here's number two. Tell them to repent. Acts chapter 2, verses 37 and 38. Four minutes to go. Everybody with me? Now, when they heard this, they had just been scolded by Peter. That you crucified the Lord. You crucified the Son of God. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That's what you tell a false prophet. Number three. This one won't be popular. You expel them. From the church? Absolutely. Tom, you ever done that? Absolutely. You really think I'll hesitate? You really think I'll hesitate? If you're a galactic clown show in this church, you will not survive. You try, you try to, to bring in your heresy into this place, I will hunt you down remove you from this church, and trespass you so you never come back on the property again. Amen. Try it. Amen. Try it. I see, I, I see them when they come in. They're like a skin tag. <laughs> they come in. If you do it the mentally healthy way, with a skin tag, you get a piece of floss, right? <whistles> Tie it off. The thing will just drop right off your body. Or you can do it my way. My way is whenever I've gotten a skin tag, if I can reach it, which is most of the time, is I get my toenail clippers out and peroxide it, quick and easy. That's what I do to church people, too. Quick and easy. You want to come in here with your heresy? Listen, you're perfectly welcome to be in here as a heretic, but you're not perfectly welcome to spread your heresy. I'll find you. It, God is very faithful to me. He points you out. <laughs> That's why you don't see it. How many church splits have ever happened at Foundation Church? Aaron, you've been coming here your whole adult life. How many church splits? Zippo. I find them. 
I root them out. Oh, but they're major givers. Don't care. They're a worship leader. That's happened more than once. They're gone too. Tom, well, what will you do? God's, God, I'm not afraid of people. God will supply. The Wolfgangs have been through all of it, thick and thin. I've had to come up with them. Just so you know, this is the third worship leader that you've, since you've been coming to the church, just leaving. <laughs> Melissa's such a loving, oh, I'm like, he's not worthy of that, but whatever. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Expel them, Romans 16, 17, and 18. Avoid divisive persons. That's the title of the, that's the, title of the chapter. Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learn, and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ but their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. Bye-bye. It's really that harsh? Let's close with this. Worship team, make your way. I'll close with this. This seems awfully harsh, Tom. Where's the love? Let's look at how Jesus looked at it. Matthew chapter 18, verse 6. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Told you most people would never serve Jesus if they read the Bible. That's why the love of most grows cold at the end. Because they were never serving a legitimate Christ. That's why they closed their churches. They were never. Does this seem evil? The verses that I read to you, do they seem evil to you? Joshua 24, 15. Does it seem evil for you to serve the Lord? These are Bible verses. This is the real God. This is how he is. It'd be better if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. That's Jesus. And by the way, he judges all. John chapter 5, 22 and 23. All judgment has been relinquished unto that guy who just talked about millstones being hung around people's necks. It's the real Bible. Well, this, you know, it doesn't sit right with me. Romans chapter 9, verse 20 in closing. But indeed, oh man, who are you to reply against God? This doesn't sit right with me. Who cares? Listen, the Bible is an affront to me too. It hurts me. It's the word of God. It's quick. It's powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even unto the dividing of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrows, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Bothers me too. Listen, if it was up to me, fits of rage would not be a sin. It's not. I'd be doing great in life without that stupid verse. God, can't you change your, oh yeah, forever, oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Daggummit. So I'm going to die and go straight to hell if I don't knock it off? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. The users will come your way too. What are you going to do when somebody wants to use you? Give not that which is holy under the dogs. Neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. I can go on and on and on. I could preach for another hour, but I'm not going to do that to you. That's how you respond to humanity. You do exactly what Jesus did with Satan, and you respond with the word of God. You do not fear. Do, look at me now. Do not, we're going to close. We're not doing anything. We're going to close. You'll be out here. I'm telling you, it's 13, 12. You'll be walking out the front door at third. At, at third that's one. That's cop time. 
112. You'll be walking out by 115. That's strange that I know all, man, whatever. But you're going to have to stand. You're going to have to look at people in the eye, and you've got, you got to speak the truth. Don't cave at your family gatherings because Aunt Susie will be upset. They kick you out, they kick you out. Many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. You have to stand. There is no tomorrow to stand. Now is the time. If the church doesn't stand now, I'm telling you, I'm not saying this prophetically. I'm telling you, if the church does not stand now, the mark of the beast will be out very quickly. Within a year or two, at most, you have to stand now. Take some chances out there in life. Walk into those stores that require masks without one. Take some chances. Listen, it's their property. If they come up and put up a fuss, fine. If you carry an anointing like I do, which is a, an anointing of repulsion, <laughs> I, I can't find that verse. I've tried. It doesn't work out for me. You can take Aaron the way Aaron does it. Excuse me, sir. Here, I'll be the guy. You be you. Hey, uh, excuse me, sir. Do you want a mask? <laughs> and he, but he, he didn't do it right. He doesn't even look at their face. That's true. I know. His hand just goes up like this. Just walk past. <laughs> take some chances. Why do you take those chances? Because I'm a child of the living God. I fear no man. I fear no man. Stand with Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.